Yo, Wes, say something real quick so you want to test them out. Testing, testing, testing. Keep going. Yeah, I hear him. You can hear me, Wes? Yeah, I hear you clearly. All right, but yeah, we good. Is it just us? Yes, yeah, it's just us. My um, co-host isn't here today. Okay. Yo, preach. Can you please not do this right now? <laughs> like I hear what you're. I see what you're doing here. Like I see what you, I see what's going on. I see what's going. On. I gotta keep headphones on for this shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll keep it on. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're good? Yeah. Started? Yep. What's going on, kings and queens? It's your boy, King Luna First, aka Frack. I am frickless today. He is not here today. He's out freaking around doing what he's doing. Um, today I am joined by a very, very, very special guest. Before I get before I before I bring you in though, let me just go through the cat. Let me just go through the regulars. Please be sure to follow us on all social media f- platforms. Follow us on Twitter at freaking frack NYC. Please be sure to comment on whatever it is you want to comment on. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube. Subscribe to us on Apple Music and give us a rating. We want five stars. Anything on the five, it's gonna be a problem. Follow us on Instagram, freaking frack NYC. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Also, this episode is brought to you and sponsored by Lifestyles Barbershop Salon, located at 5321 Clarendon Road, Road, Brooklyn, New York, 11203. Please be sure to mention Frickin' Frack NYC to get your discounted haircuts. And now we get situated. Boom. So, yeah, I'm joined here today by a very, very, very special brother, man. I I was about to say my favorite author. Low-key, I don't read like that, so he's the only author that I actually know. So I guess by default, he is my favorite author. You know, he's one of none, one before Betty. But please introduce yourself, my brother. Hey, everyone. My name is Jay Wesley, uh, author of the book From Heartbreaks to Love Notes, social media tag, Right His Wrong. All right, all right, and all right. And I feel honored by that, one of, one of none. Yeah. Never re- heard yo, that before. Yo, Never you, heard that before. Yo, the shit that's so crazy, bro, I don't even read. I'm not going to lie to you. If it's not a sports article or, so, or shade room comments, I don't read like that. So for me to gravitate towards a book is very weird, you know, and it's very unusual. So um, he is the author of this book, right? Well, you know, let me put it right here so y'all could maybe this could work. Let me move it like back here. It's probably not going to work. We go, all right, here's the book right here. I'm going to see it once. The book is called From Heartbreak to Love Notes. It's a poetry book. And... um. This book saved my life, and I'm not even joking to you. It actually came, like, at the perfect time. When I first discovered this book, it might have been, like, September or October of 2017, I want to say, 2017. Yeah, 2017. I had just got out of a very, 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 very intense, sticky situation in terms of a relationship. It ended on a really, 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 really bad note. And that shit had me fucked up. I'm not going to hold you. The shit really had me fucked up. And I don't even know how I stumbled across the book because I wasn't even following you at the time. I think somebody might have re- reposted some shit that you wrote. And I was like, oh, this shit sound like, you know, kind of fire. Like, what is this? So I, I dive into it. I get to your page. 
and I see like a whole bunch of like posts of like or like you know like I guess articulating your thoughts and it's for the most part back then at that time it was about love you know so I'm reading I'm scrolling down I'm scrolling down and I'm like oh this I was like this, this brother's on to some shit you feel me and a lot of people don't know this but I actually have this little thing where like I post things on my page I got that from you you know what I'm saying? I just delete them, but the whole posts and quotes and shit like that, like how I articulate and I express it, I actually got that from you. You were the person who actually lit the fire under that. You know what I mean? So shout outs to you for that. But yeah, so tell us a little bit about what were you going through when you wrote this book? Like how, how, what state of mind were you in when you did this? Uh, it's it's funny because you know how we were talking about everything connects before before we got on air. Mm-hmm. I was actually going through something very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started writing the book, I was in a relationship on my way to getting engaged, mm-hmm. creating a, just a different avenue um, for the for my future. But as I was publishing the book, we broke up. Whoa. So I ended up taking a lot of that energy and inserting it in that book so mm-hmm. it literally goes from heartbreak it's broken up in three categories you have mm-hmm. heartbreak if you remember the middle is called the sway and then you have love notes which gets a little bit lighter mm-hmm. when i was in a relationship i had completed the book up to love notes oh. but then when we broke up i went right back and i poured all my emotion into heartbreak because it was real time mm-hmm. um and so that's what you know general sense sense of the book um where it came from the reason why I created the book was because I was tired of hearing he said, she said, men ain't this, women ain't that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we need to figure out a way to bridge the gap. How do we connect mm-hmm. both men and women, especially men and women of color, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, if you notice when I write, I don't write he a lot, I don't say she a lot. I write non-gender specific words and whoever connects, connects. Mm, I did realize that. I was gonna actually ask you about that. I'm happy you brought that up. Right. So when women read it and they're emotionally triggered or, you know, they're moved by it, they're like, wait a minute, but there's a guy writing this. So now we connect, you know, when men are reading this, they're like, wait a minute, this is a guy writing this, but I feel these things, but it's not something I'm always comfortable talking to my boys about. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why I feel like we had so much miscommunication because we weren't, we weren't coming to the table enough okay and so the big the 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 book was just really a source for both genders to come to the table and really start to communicate so that it was i i created to help people but it also changed my life in the process wow so um i just i'm just kind of still stuck on the fact like you had the book complete pretty much mm-hmm. and then after you went through what you went through you had to go back and re-edit this whole shit so how long did yeah. that process take about to re-edit that whole heartbreak section so I had, I was, I was, my editor may have given the book back to me two or three months before mm-hmm. I ended up like publishing it. And so in like about, I'll say about a month, a month and a half, mm-hmm. I went back to it and just started editing the heartbreak section. You know, what, what the reason like why I really, really, um, well at this time, at this time, this is before people got into this is 2017. So this is before I was podcast and this is before I was really able to articulate myself like how I how I do now which even as you think about it, it's not that long of a time ago but you know you do a lot of growth in a short period of time at that time things like this was like foreign to me I wasn't really familiar with like expressing myself 
you know. So like a couple of my friends, well, not a couple, something like a, a friend or two might have known what I was going through, but I never really spoke about the heartbreak that I was going through at the time. You know what I mean? So um, pretty much when I saw this book, I, I gravitated towards it because it was really more of like an outlet for me. You know, sometimes you feel better when it's like, oh, I'm not the only person going through this shit. So then, you know what? I could fuck with you. We could relate. Ah, right, you know what I'm saying? Like you kind of, it, it kind of made me a little bit more comfortable to see, especially a person of color, you know, a fellow king who was actually going through the same shit as that you're going through. Um, there's a lot of poems in this book. There's some real, yo, listen, y'all. There's some shit in this book. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to y'all. There's some shit in this book, man. I'm not even gonna before, hold you. Before you continue, mm -hmm. like I, once again, everything happens for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. This book ended up saving me, also. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't by accident the reason why like this was probably like your lifeboat in a way mm -hmm. because I was very much broken spirited when I like this book was I create when you know when I created my company I was going to do this do that mm -hmm. I had a plan but then my plan shattered yeah everything just disintegrated right in front of me and the only thing I really could do is just channel my energy into this book Mm -hmm. Which ended up propping propping me up because obviously you know like sometimes when you go through a bad breakup, you you think all types of dark shit. Bro, period. you have not it's, the it's, slightest it's, idea. It's, it's lonely. You can't even talk to all your boys about it. Maybe mm -hmm. the ones that have endured or experienced something similar to you. I literally I had another boy who I could talk to simply because he was going through the same thing at the mm -hmm. same time. So we we switched therapy couches oh, throughout okay. the entire, and I don't I don't know how long it took you, but you don't heal in a month, and you don't heal just after that book. But at least you have a light at the end of the tunnel. You know you can get there. You want to hear something funny? You said you don't know how long it takes to heal. This situation I'm speaking about happened in 2017. I just healed from this situation last week. Yeah, I kid I I, I, I kid I'm you not. not last week. Not surprised. Kid you not. Last week. They, if there was a form, I'm not saying there's a form one size fits all. They say usually the amount of time you guys were together, cut in half, triple that, not even cut it in half, double it. So if you were together for a year, they sometimes stay take two years. Oh, I gotta and keep these really, relationships brief now. And it really depends on how transparent you are with yourself, because mm -hmm. many times we're hurting, but we act like we're not, mm -hmm. and it slows down the healing process. So you know, like, or sometimes you sit there. You know, they say the easiest way to get over one person is to get under another. Mm -hmm. But all of those things just mask what's really taking place internally. Yeah. And so we'll say we're healed. But if you're healed and then you can be triggered by a scent or triggered by a song or triggered by even a quote, mm -hmm. sometimes we're not as healed as we think we are. Yeah. So, so it takes a while. <clears throat> so to be honest, I'm going to share some. I'm going to share with you exactly what it was I was going through at this time. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, um. I've actually told the story before. I was in a, I was dealing with a young lady. You feel me? And um, I was about twenty. I was about twenty three at the time, give or take. And um, I didn't really like her like that in the beginning. I'm not gonna hold you. And you know, um, but I feel like some some events happened, and me and her we connected on a different type of level. So I was honest and transparent. I say, look, look, listen. I am here with you. I feel X, Y, and Z about you. I want to be 100% truthful and transparent with you. I don't want to have any secrets. I want to be completely naked with you. I want to, I want us to be one. You feel me? Like, are you down to do that? You know, like, how you feel about that? She was like, yeah, you know, I feel the same. <clears throat> I feel the same way, et cetera, et cetera. So let's do this. So um, 
we I'm under the impression that, you know, we're on the same page. And, you know, um, as the relationship flowed a little bit, you know what I mean? I feel like um, I was deceived, you know, like I'm not going to hold you. I was deceived and I got shitted on. And it's not to say like this th- things like this didn't happen before, but I guess it's because like this is the first time in my life that I was trying to live an honest life. I was trying to have an honest relationship. And, you know, like the the, the more open you get and the closer you get, <clears throat> the harder that that strike hits you. You know what I'm saying? So it was just really like a big ass smack in the face. Like, bam, like that shit had me fucked up. I didn't, I wasn't like, yo, for, for a long time, I was depressed, you know, like I was deeply depressed and reading this book, it kind of won. And like I told you, I kind of felt, I felt a little better because you know, somebody was going through this shit with me as well. But two, it made me optimistic. And it's funny how you wrote it. You said that this book was originally supposed to be a love book. But after your situation happened, you went back and you edited it and it went from heartbreak to love notes. But you kind of went from love notes to heartbreak. Yeah. So it was always going to be from heartbreak to love notes. Oh but at the time, if you look, you, you can actually piece it together because if you looked at my page. Mm-hmm. It was a lot more lovey dovey at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was from heartbreak to love note, but I was really honing in on the love note section. Okay. But because of the breakup, then all of these new ideas came to mind, all of this emotion, and I was in a dark space. Yeah. So I channeled that into into heartbreak. And it was similar to you, right? Because mm-hmm. this was one, the longest relationship I've ever been in. It was the most vulnerable relationship I've ever been That's in. That's the word. It was the most honest I've been in. And it was also ego that killed me too, because I'm like, here I was able to have people just love me and I wasn't even trying. Yeah. But when I try, this person does what do that they do what they do. Yeah. And I was hurt because I I revealed a I was so vulnerable. You, you mm. know, like anyone could do me dirty. Like my yeah. best, you know, your friend or but you weren't supposed to be the one to do that to me. Mm-hmm. And so when when they drew this when she drew that sword, and obviously like if you want, we can go into that later. But um yeah. that one hurt different. That one yeah, it hurts different, especially when you're extremely vulnerable and just honest, and it still doesn't work out. Yeah. Like, and the thing about it too, just upbringing wise, we're not really raised and taught how to deal and cope Mm-mm. when you feel these things emotionally. And so, as a man, I was figuring a lot of this shit by out by myself. Hell yeah. Right. I- um, and I was too embarrassed to go to my parents, and I was too embarrassed to. You know, at the time, therapy wasn't really a a thing, a talking point, mm-hmm. right? Um, you knew people that did it, but it wasn't something I thought I wanted at the at at, at the time. And mm-hmm. so, when you're left by yourself with your emotions, it can be a very dangerous place. You know, what's funny. Um, you said that you don't, you didn't even want to speak to your parents about it. I'm the um. So like, I hate to go. I I hate to always do this, but I'm a cancer, so I have a lot of cancer traits. So I'm very emotional, but I'm also very private to the point where it's borderline secret, secretive. You know, I usually don't really tell people anything about what's going on with me, never yet alone my mom. But um, one day, man, like I ain't going to front like on top of this situation, I had other. It's funny. Life comes at you fast. It's like you have one thing that it's a big ass domino effect of a quadrillion other things. So I guess like I was just pretty much overwhelmed by everything coming, crashing down. And this is the first time that I think I ever in my life spoke to my mom like about a girl and I just cried, bro. I haven't, at, up until that point, I didn't cry in like 13 years. 
Like I'd never cry. But that shit was just so it was so much. A nigga just had to let that shit the fuck out. Like I had to detox emotionally from what the fuck I was going through. And I ain't gonna lie, man. I had to let that shit go. And think about how much other trauma you've just been carrying and bottling up within mm-hmm. before that. Like, that was just probably more so the tipping point. Hell yeah. Even though you cried over that, you probably cried over other instances. Hell yeah. At, at, the, at the same time. But not to sound cliche, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you hear everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. you don't understand it at that moment, but it makes you a better and stronger person if you allow it to let it teach you something. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you have two choices. Could you be bitter and take it out on the world, mm-hmm. you know, or could I just do what I have to do and just figure out life and just be a better man from it? You know, most mm-hmm. people choose A and B, you know, but you, you like as an adult, you have the decision to make after like, how are you going to treat other women? How are you going to talk to other women? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, if you start seeing signs similar to what took place with your last relationship, how are you going to react? Mm-hmm. How are you going to communicate? Like, when you talk about the healing process, it's not just about stitching, man. It's about analyzing, knowing exactly where you hurt, how you hurt, and how you don't repeat those things. And you know, so that's my my two cents on that. I feel like um, I feel like I feel like like what you said. The most important part of like dealing with situations like that is, like you said, reflection. Good to reflect, but also like comprehension. You know what I'm saying? Because we could go over the same shit over and over and over and over. But if you don't comprehend what it is that's going on, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I made a post today, and this is a post that I want. This is a post that I need myself to live by. I wish I'd have thought about this. Uh, I wish I'd have figured this out a lot earlier on in life. And it's not just for, like, romantic relationships. It's for friendships, family, whatever. We need to stop focusing so much of the good in people in things and start focusing more on the reality of people in things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we go about if we looked at it from that perspective, like, yeah, you could, be, you know what I'm saying? Like it will make things a lot more easier to maneuver. You know what I mean? And I feel like, but I mean, we all do that though. That's human nature though. It's funny. After my breakup, my, my, um, my, actually my friend that I, when I first met you was at an, I don't do plus party. Oh yeah. I was one of the best parties of my life. <laughs> oh my, we going to so, talk about that one later. So the, you know, the, the, the host, um, mm-hmm. the creator, Janice, she shout outs to Janice. She dragged me to a psychic. She's like, a psychic? A psychic? I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not going to see no psychic. Then we started drinking. I was like, yeah, let's go see the psychic. <laughs> right, let's go see the psychic. <laughs> Come on. So we Fuck went it. to the psychic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whatever. And I'm tipsy. And this is like fresh out of my breakup. Mm-hmm. Fresh out of the breakup. And I sit down. She starts flipping the tarot cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. But interesting enough, she got my attention. She was like, she was like, your third eye is very drained. So your third eye is like your instincts. Yeah. Right? Like how you see the world, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, extent, right? She said, your third eye is extremely drained. She said, your problem is you always want to see the good in people that you don't see them for who they are. She ain't say that. I swear. Oh, so well, that's mad that funny. Now, <laughs> so when you said that just now, it reminded me of that story because you're Facts. absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And so... The thing about even with that relationship before we broke up, I started seeing signs, but I was focused on seeing the good in yeah. her that I wasn't seeing the reality for what it was. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, I've been seeing, like, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Yeah, if exactly. you're a good person, you have good energy, you're a good person with good energy. Mm-hmm. And I just started seeing people for what you said, their their reality. And actually, I'm not going to lie, I went back to the psychic. <laughs> As you should. She saw me, and the next time she saw me, 
She said, your third eye is so much stronger. What happened? I said, I listened to you. <laughs> just like that. Just just like that. So, mm -hmm. like, we control these things. But like you said, you, you hit it, the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. You have to accept and see the reality, not not the facade, not you can't see them for what you want them to be mm -hmm. and how you want them to be in their life. You have to see it for its reality and then make the conscious decision on whether or not it fits there. Yeah. And also, too, you know what I what I try to do moving forward. It's also like this. You, you can love somebody unconditionally, but make sure you also have the same ability to stop loving them when it doesn't benefit you unconditionally. Like, you know, like yeah. I, f I feel like um, I feel like. I'm not, yo, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. That, that shit, yo, that had me in a really dark place, bro. Like I was in bed for months. You feel me? Like I was, I wasn't even working. I was in bed for months. I couldn't even like, it, it was to the point where I decided to go outside. It felt weird and awkward. You know, I was like, damn, like, I feel like I don't, like I'd rather be in the crib watching Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit really took me out of my element 105%. And also like you. I didn't see a psychic, but I saw what you, what you would call a spiritual advisor, right? What the hell? I saw what was called a spiritual advisor, you know? And um, pretty much we were speaking and she said, yo, at a point in time, you had everything and you were going in the right direction, but you let somebody drain you. Yeah. What happened was this person is a person that realized you had good energy and they drained you of all of your energy and left you with their energy. So for the last couple of years, you've been walking around with the energy this person had when you met them. You know what I mean? So I had to reset and like forget. You know, and she also gave me this bracelet too. She said it's supposed to be of good fortune, good luck, and abundance and all that good stuff is what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. But shout outs to her though. Shout outs to her. Right now, actually because, for real. because of recent events this year, I um my sister guided me on my like spiritual journey so i actually mm -hmm. have a spiritual advisor now oh you do Not a psychic yeah like a legit spiritual, spiritual advisor advisor and so when you're talking about how you took on her spirit and you were drained mm -hmm. i can now relate to that on a deeper level so yeah. that could be a conversation you and i can have yeah yeah exactly offline, offline um but you but one thing i've learned also through spirituality not to stray off courses man like we don't realize how covered we are Yo, for real. And so, you know, like, yeah, like, you, we all have our dark moments, but you, like, we're, we're pretty covered. And that's why I try to give people hope. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, listen, like, I understand that you've fallen down, but there's that saying, fall down seven, get up eight. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, listen, like, me and my page on Instagram, that's that eighth get up. Yeah. You know, I'm not really trying to be anything else but that. And there was a space for me especially when I started because there were just so many men talking on behalf of women. Mm -hmm. But the thing is like, we don't think the same. Yeah, like, when don't. you are in a relationship, you realize how differently men and women think. Oh yeah. Like, it's, yeah it's pretty right? So how can you speak on how they, how they feel on behalf of them if we don't think the same? Exactly. So like, I want to be a man speaking about this and just bringing people to the table. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask, let me ask you a question, right? Um, yeah. Did your situation? How did your situation affect situations that came afterwards? Oh, it it the, the trauma was still there. Yeah. Because it took a while. It took a while to heal. It mm -hmm. took a while 
for me to get my confidence back. I lost a, a, a lot of confidence. You felt insecure. That, like, you felt, felt insecure. Rejected. I felt insecure, rejected. People don't think. understand what that does to the male ego, bro. Like, it fucks with our whole psyche. Like, that shit yeah. just throws you all the way off. Like, it's I'll different. I'll never forget going to my first event after the same with the same person, Janice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, and I was dressed up. I had my blazer on, came from work. Yeah. Nice, shiny shoes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it was an honest question. I, I, I looked at her and I said, you think anybody's going to like me? But that was the space I was. Damn. I was so fragile. <laughs> yeah. And I've never been that person. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? I was so I was so fragile because I felt so rejected. Felt like the world rejected me. Well, because my world had mm-hmm. rejected me at the time, and so <clears throat> I had to learn how. Like you said, remember you said how being outside felt awkward. Very so weird. I had to learn how to navigate social spaces for a while, and in time, I think it's the best thing that ever happened to me, though. Yeah, I think it's the best thing to ever happen to me. Like I've grown just so much as a man. Mm-hmm after that you know like you know you know the best thing that i did was being honest with myself you know um i was speaking to somebody i was speaking to a young lady recently and she was like yo you're um you know you're handsome you're funny you're this down the third etc etc i'm just trying to figure out why have you been single for so long because i've been single. that was my last relationship to this day i haven't been with anybody like legitimately since then and i was like i've been single by choice I was like, at the end of the day, I knew personally what it was that I went through, and I knew that I wasn't functioning on my regular functions, and I knew that me trying to initiate a relationship with somebody at this point in time, it wouldn't go good for neither one of us. So until that, I personally felt like I was in a space where I can maneuver through emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically in a proper manner that I feel is of my liking, I stayed single. Because why would I even want to go ahead and do that to you? And I feel that's a mistake that we all kind of make. I feel like I feel like as men, we don't really, like, we we hurt so bad, but we just try to brush it off and just convince ourselves that we're good. Like, man, fuck that bitch. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, all right, new, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to, I didn't want to lie to myself anymore. Yeah. So I felt, I sat there and I felt through that whole shit. I had a lot of lows. You, you can't know? macho yourself out of heartbreak. Hell no. There, there's no there's no gem for that. You'll be broke I forever. Care, I don't care how... Well, you tall as hell. Like, <laughs> I don't care how tall you are. I don't care yeah. how, many, how much muscles you have. Like, there is... You just can't muscle your way through that. Like, nope. you have to deal with your emotions. And I, I, oftentimes, we try to brush it off, but we're, we're hurting outside. Inside. Mm-hmm. And the moment someone is triggered, you can see how fractured they are. Mm-hmm. The moment, like you, like you know your closest friends. You know when they're going through something because mm-hmm. you've seen that look before. You probably see your face. You see the same expression in their face that you used to have. Yep. You also. So I'm not gonna lie. You you wrote this one piece in this book. You wrote. I want to tap into. That was sure. page 56. Right. I feel like I could relate to this a lot, and I feel this is also a part that we don't really speak too much about as men. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. I think it was 56. Hold on. Hold on. Please let it be 56. Let it be 56. Is that 56 that it says? You remember the name of the piece? No Good Men. Is that 86? Uh, No Good Men. Might be 86. Hold on. Please let it be 86. 85. Yes, 86. All right, boom, here we go. Got it. 
<laughs> so it says the title of, the, of this poem is called No Good Men. It says good men exist and women ruin relationships also. Many good men are indoors with one, with the one who they saw a future with him when others didn't. He also has himself to blame. He masked his desire to be her man behind a friendship he hoped would lead to more. Nevertheless, too often women overlook the man who didn't fit the bill to eventually lose hope in a dime who will never change. That was a bar. People don't understand how that was. I was like, oh, this thing is rapid? <laughs> yeah, he was like... um. Nevertheless, too often women overlook the man who didn't fit the bill to eventually lose hope in a dime who will never change. One, I remember that. Yeah, one is who she wanted, the other is who she needed. Why do fading relationships marry the notion that little is better than nothing? So I'm not going to go through the, I'm not going to give y'all the whole the whole scripture because you know this is Bible right here. This this this, this is Bible right here. But I feel like um I f that one is probably the one that I I felt hit me the hardest. Only because I kind of felt as if like I was in a situation where I wanted to be a good guy. Like I wanted to, you know, do things the right way. I wanted to maneuver. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, and you always, I feel like, especially with social media, you hear so much about the men that do this or the men that do that. And I ain't gonna lie. There's a lot of ain't shit niggas out there. But I feel like people never hardly shed light on the good guys who get shitted on and how that could turn you into that ain't shit nigga. You know what I mean? Because I was like this close, bro, from not from like just losing all sight of notion, just going straight future Hendrix. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was about to be future. I ain't going. I was going to be future, but that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? But I can see how if it was somebody else, how a nigga would be like, you know what? Nah, I'm not doing that shit. I'm never putting myself in that position to be like that. Never again. You know what I'm saying? Because that's real shit. So yeah, no, that one's the one that spoke volumes to me. To be you know, honest, it's interesting too. It's like you never know how much you relate with someone until you're sitting across the room or sitting across the table for them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, bro. What you said, I felt that. And to a point, I felt like I was masking certain qualities about myself just to be a good person. Yeah. My history proved otherwise. Like, I was out. Like, you know, when I say out in the streets, like... Outside. Out, 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 out right? He's so, always outside. You mind, when you said that, I, it, it reminded me of another piece that I wrote. So do you mind if I read that? Go ahead, yeah, bro. Go ahead. All right, cool. So this one is called Dormant. But you're gonna mm -hmm. see why you're gonna see why this one triggered triggered me to read this one. There is a difference between a weak man and a man who is only weak for you. Beast by nature, a gentleman by choice. Loving you never freed the animal, it quelled him. In order for us to survive, I believe the gentleman should overshadow the animal. I was wrong. I was so afraid of losing you, I lost myself attempting to please you. I did not leave, speak, command as I should have. My fear of making a mess cheated you out of getting to know the real me. I am beast and gentleman. You needed to see the two. You needed to love them both. What's that shit called? The Incredible Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I'm like, oh, this nigga Bruce Banner about to get it popping over there. <laughs> that piece is called Dormant. And yeah. But a lot of us feel like we have to change our ways completely so mm -hmm. we don't hurt the one that we care about. Mm -hmm. But all of those qualities make up Loon, right? And mm -hmm. Jay Wesley, like you are beast 
and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And unless you're being the whole you, you know what I'm saying? You're kind of cheating the person out of the relationship as well. I want to add something to that. How we would be if we were our our entire selves. What about this perspective, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying by you not being you, you're cheating her out of the real you. What yeah. I say to that is by doing that, you are creating and establishing a situation that you humanly and physically cannot sustain. You get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, if Bruce Banner came to you and was like, yeah, I'm just Bruce Banner. And in the minute she pisses you off, you turn into the Incredible Hulk. You know what I mean? I can't sustain just being Bruce Banner. I'm lying to you. I'm an actor. I'm acting. I can only act but for so much. Denzel could do training as much as he can, but eventually he's going to fuck up and show the real him. So my advice to people is, bro, also, like, not only are you cheating somebody out of the luxury of making a decision for themselves and getting to know the real you, you're just delaying the inevitable because you cannot sustain what you've established. And you're already destined. The minute you do that, you're already destined for failure. You feel me? I think you're a poet by nature. You don't. <laughs> chill, chill. I be trying to tell them. I be trying to tell them to chill, bro. They not fucking with me. I be trying to tell them. I'm the hood philosopher. A little bit, man. But you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And, like, and the thing about just as men, how many times have women presented their masks because they thought that's who we would fall in love? And in fact, that's who we fell for. Yeah. But they couldn't sustain that. So mm-hmm. the moment they became, they, sh- they showed their true colors, we were out. Facts, yeah. You know, you can't. You, you, we're not here to fall in love with masks. Yeah, no. Period. No, but also that goes to, to me personally. I feel like that's why my situation hurt a lot because I personally felt like I was never myself more than anybody else than I was with you. So like when you did what you did, it made me second guess how I felt about the real me. You know what I mean? Like in my head, I'm like, damn. Like maybe the Incredible Hulk ain't what I thought it was. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is really what fucks with your mental. That shit had me all types of fucked up. But um, spiritual. So you now you understand like that was supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All of that, none of none of that was none of that was by accident. No. And at the end of the day, your end result is going to be completely different, and that moment is going to shape it. Yeah. Also, um, you know, you know what, um, you know what I what this book also delivered to me. And it's a message that I want to also put out there to um, people who are maybe single at the moment and are looking for like a relationship to like better them. Um, how can I say this? A lot of people, a lot of people, including me, used to run with the notion: I want somebody to complete me. I want somebody to like make me happy. I want somebody to do this, that, and the third, et cetera, et cetera. Blase, blase, blah. I want people to absolutely kill that notion. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I want people to kill that notion is because is for a couple of reasons. For one, it's not somebody's responsibility. Figuratively speaking, it's not my responsibility to make you happy. You know, that's something you got to wake up and do. Every morning I wake up, ever since I got this bracelet, I choose happiness every single day. Regardless if somebody texts me good morning or not, regardless if somebody's laying next to me or not, regardless if anybody's in my, in my picture or not, I wake up and I choose happiness every day. Now what happens is too when you go out, let's say you let's say you fuck with somebody and she make you want her to make you happy. Do you know how much power you give somebody by allowing them to make you like happy and like I guess like complete? Don't ever give somebody that much power over you. 
You're supposed to have that power yourself. You got to be a complete being and you guys come together and you guys make something beautiful. Don't look for somebody to make you happy, but look for somebody to maybe fill in your gaps and maybe balance you out, you know? But in terms of like fundamentally found your foundation, that should already be there, bro. And that's what I, I kept looking for somebody to fix what the last person fucked up. I want you to fix what this person fucked up. You can't do it. All right, next. You know how much relationships I done ran through like that, bro? A lot. You know how much women I done damaged in the process like that? A girl told me I changed how she maneuvered with niggas for the rest of her life in a bad way. She meant it. You know? I felt fucked. That shit fucked up. One of my most powerful lines and one of the truest ones that I hate reading it, but it's true, is I've broken a lot of hearts to fix mine. Oh, man. Damn. So That's tough. And... Damn, that's a bar. I got to write that one down. (laughs) It's interesting enough. Like, Mm. once again... You're a poet and you don't, you're not claiming it. I think you know, but you Bro, like, I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. Because you're absolutely right. Like, you're, mm-hmm. I don't, I wrote just now, like, I don't need someone to complete me, right? Right? You have to love yourself in full. But I want somewhere, I need someone that makes me want to share space and makes me want to make room for. Oh. I don't need you to complete me. Like, okay. that's what love does, right? Because you're absolutely correct. Like, you can't, I don't want to be feel like I'm a crutch, that kind of crutch. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't love themselves, and you you've seen that throughout the quarantine. I didn't love right? myself you know? either. I got to be honest, and bro. So, listen, that's an honest thing. Like you, we have to sometimes, especially after heartbreak, especially after mm-hmm. devastation, we have to learn to love ourselves over and over again. Mm-hmm. Love the new us as we grow, and make mistakes, and like you're like loving yourself is an ongoing process. Right, mm. but you can't just say this person is here. That's where all my love goes. It just doesn't work that way because mm. once again, when your world world is gone, if that should happen, where are you? You're right. You're right. So let's um let's bring no, up. You're right. You're right, poet. <laughs> nah, man, I ain't no poet, man. I just listen to I just listen to Fab a couple of days out of the week, so you know I be having my lyrical flex exercise going on. Listen, Fab, Fab has a heart too. <laughs> Shit, you, you sure? I've seen, I've seen it. So, um, so let's line up the mood a little bit now. What does love look like to you? Matter of fact, let, let me rewind it. Okay. Your situation happened with to you. When did that situation happen? What year was that? It's a couple years ago. I mean, not even a couple years. That was a, when I wrote this book. What is that? Twenty sixteen. Okay, 2016. cool. I published it twenty sixteen. So what? What is the difference between what love looked like to you then and what it looks like to you now? I think I think love still kind of looks the same, mm-hmm. but how I approach love is different now. Okay. Like I'm and I'm just older now. Yeah. Right? So if you're the same person you were 5 years ago, that's a problem. Yeah. And so like so the nurture is there more now. The need to communicate is there now. Me not having a firm grip of these are my beliefs. So these to be our beliefs mm-hmm. are no longer there there now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um this F the world is just us belief isn't there okay. as much and anymore, right? It's okay. it's more it's more shared. It's more what it looks like down the road mm-hmm. than what it's immediate. Like I think when you're younger you kinda the thing about when you're younger, you kinda see small picture, you don't see big picture. Yeah. Right? And when you start to see big picture, you don't realize how your character 
changes within that big picture. Yeah. And so I think now, five years later, you know, I look at it like, all right, what's the big picture? Well, who am I going to be the next five years from now? Mm-hmm. How I'm going to be, how, how do I love differently five years from now? Yeah. How do I, I think for me too, it's like, I just grew more into myself. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm just like, how am I going to provide for this? How am I going to have this lifestyle? How am I going to make, how are we going to make these choices when the world looks at black people the way, you know, like mm-hmm. I factor all of those things now in the conversation because like, I'm older and I'm more aware of what my surroundings are. But mm-hmm. I think in a nutshell, like love, like what, how I see love hasn't changed. Okay. It's shared space, period. But what I have to offer it, because that's the only thing I can control, mm-hmm. right? You, I can't control how she loves me. I can mm-hmm. only control how I love a person and what I contribute to that part. I think that has changed. Okay. What about you? <laughs> Man, fuck love. <laughs> um, so um, that situation that I'm talking about happened in 2017. The way I look at love is a total 180 degree angle. It's like almost polar opposites. I feel like back then. I had unrealistic expectations of what I wanted in a relationship and what I expected out of my partner. You know what I'm saying? Um, I kind of also learned how to, before, like, let's say, like, in a relationship, I, I, I maneuver through relationships with this much emotion and maybe this much mental. Now I probably, I probably balance that out a little bit more. It's probably still a tad bit more emotion than mental, but the ratio is a lot closer. So I feel I'm, I've, I've grown a lot mentally in terms of how I maneuver my emotions. Um, one mistake that a lot of us that a lot of us make is um, we I said this on a, a couple episodes ago. I used to love people the way I wanted to be loved, thinking I was going to set the tempo when in reality, that's just a big disconnect. I feel like in this day and age, I'm more observant of how it is you want to be loved. And I love you in your love language. Because you loving somebody in your love language is just a mis- a disconnected dialect. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that I definitely, now I see now more than ever before. You know? Yeah. Um, you know what I forgot to mention too. What's up? Um, I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways is um, there are also levels to it. And oh, yeah. Because, you know, like I, because of that, I learned the difference between soulmate and life partner what the fuck is the difference what is the difference all right welcome to class and how many soulmates do you get because i'm running out of options i didn't have like 17 so far and which is which is actually that's that's how it goes so the thing about it Mm. soulmates you have a very strong connection but Mm. the soulmates are seasonal where they enter your life to teach you something that you needed to learn right Mm. so you have many soulmates but you have your life partner but the thing about it, we're so emotionally connected and intertwined with our soulmate. We see them as life. Partners. Yo, that's what it was. Life. You out here so, wifing these one night stands. I gotta do better. I gotta do better. Here we go. I got. I'm my fault. My fault. I'm sorry. Let me let me behave. I'm gonna behave. No, I'm gonna no, behave. No, 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 no. Be, be, be you. I'm gonna behave. I'm gonna behave. I'm gonna be behave. Beast and gentlemen. Right? <laughs> Hulk. But, um, Hulk smash. Hulk smash. <laughs> but, but that's the truth. Um. So oftentimes, like you met someone that you connected deeply with that's different than everyone else. That's not even to include the other people that you yeah. meet, but they teach you what you needed to learn. 
and like what like for me being on a spiritual journey that hits more now than ever mm-hmm. yeah so but you know, and so one thing i learned is that you know people are seasonal mm-hmm. i can't just have it because i wanted it and i tried mm-hmm. that's one of the takeaways like because i gave my all i thought i was deserving of making her my wife and having oh her i get it i get it i get it i can't have it just because i want it because there are levels to it and if she was designed to be a soulmate she was designed to be a soulmate that's beyond my control Mm. the universe is gonna the universe is gonna make what happened happen they're gonna show you them signs one thing about the universe they be universing (laughs) the universe universe the universe be universing you feel me but um yeah (laughs) word right but um i feel that is i feel that's also that ties back into what I said earlier. You have to stop looking at, you got to start looking at people for the realm that they actually live in. And um, what happened, that actually makes a lot of sense. I'll never forget one time I was speaking to somebody and I was joking when I said this, but when you said it, it now actually makes sense. She was trying to get me to like, she kept asking me why I was maneuvering, how I was maneuvering with her. And I said, yo, I'm just trying to get you ready for the next nigga. But sometimes that's honestly what it'd be like. You feel me? You could be dealing with this person now and their job could honestly be to prepare you for your life partner. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how to maneuver around certain shit, so you know how to maneuver with your life partner. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is the warm-up. Not say it's the warm-up, but this is the, the what is it, the prequel, the sequel? Now this is the actual main event. So I guess when you look at it like that way, like, you know, I, I maybe, that, that does make a little bit of sense now to me. But you but you know energy, right? And, and yeah. intentionality is also very important. Mm-hmm. So if you met that wholeheartedly with her best interest in mind, that's different. I, I didn't do that. I, w- I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I ain't going front. I got to call a spade a spade. I wasn't doing that. I mean, I was young. You, trust me, that shit then came the fuck back a couple times. Okay? That shit that came back a couple but, times. But that's the thing. About it, it, it comes back too. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. like, we have to learn how to maneuver differently. But, um, what I... And the thing about it, too, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, go ahead. One of the best pieces of advice a woman ever gave me said don't make the decision for me be honest and let me make the decision for myself yes and most men a lot of men don't do that nope we we tell them or we 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 will exhibit behaviors that we think they want to see but if you're starting off with honesty and respect you like you don't understand their levels Mm -hmm. and you're approaching it from a different vantage point than most people Mm -hmm. and you'd be surprised who's on the same not all women want to be in relationships. Not no. all women want to get married and have babies. Mm-mm. But we treat them, you know, men treat them all the same. Yeah. And so, but you have to watch your intentionality with how you treat people because sometimes you don't realize why bad stuff happens to us. It's because we put a lot of bad things out. Energy into the atmosphere. You've got to be careful with that. And, you know, like aging is one thing. Maturing is another thing. So just be careful with how you, how you maneuver and the intentionally intentionality behind your behavior nah, that's yeah. just my now nah, you're right 105 percent. i want to see good happen to you i want to see this podcast oh this was young this was the young me the old me knows better this is me as a as a, as a young okay. young wild dude i'm totally different now <laughs> but um but also i want to tap into like what you just said energy energy is a real thing and um i want people like some people might not listen i'm a i'm a god-fearing man i know that's not everybody if it's one thing you should believe in is energy. If you're around somebody or if you deal with somebody and you don't like how the if you don't like how you feel when you maneuver with that person, that is not a coincidence. That is your that's the universe telling you like, yo, 
They might not necessarily be wrong. It could be you, but something isn't wrong with this situation that you got going on. Please be very cautious of energy. You can't just be out here just being vulnerable with everybody. You know, being vulnerable yeah. with the wrong person is like suicide, bro. It is. That shit is deadass like suicide. You're, you're an example of that. Hell yeah. You actually pulled someone's energy into into your space. Yeah. And I'm very much an empath. Yeah. You know, on a, on a spiritual level, it's even deeper than that. I can walk in a room and just feel the vibes are off. Yeah. Or you know. how many times have you been in and you're like, you know what? It's time to go. Word. And you hear something popped off later while you like you felt it. Something in mm -hmm. you were saying, I gotta go. But mm -hmm. the, the the same applies to you sh you shouldn't let everyone in your home. Hell Damn no. sure shouldn't share your bed with everyone. Damn the one you're intimate, that is the ultimate energy. You know what's so funny, bro, when you say that? Back in my heyday when I was, um, you know, a bachelor running the streets, uh, <laughs> as much women as I would sleep with, I could never sleep with anybody. Like, I could never actually sit down and fall asleep with anybody. I tried to sleep with this one girl, and I woke up like six times during the night. I cannot sleep with women I don't fuck with like that. I cannot. It will not happen. Nope. Because you could probably feel the energy, too. I just feel mad uncomfortable. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. No, no funny shit. Also, like, this... Yeah, I just thought about it. Yeah, I deadass can't sleep with nobody like that. Like, that is so crazy. I don't even feel comfortable with certain people in my house. Now that I think about it. I think I got to go burn I some sage. Smart. I think that's smart. I, think I, I might have to go burn some sage. I think somebody was there the other day that shouldn't have been there. I got to burn some <laughs> got to burn some sage and get the essence out of it, man. But, um, but yeah, so one part of the book that I want to talk about now is the sway. So describe, so heartbreak is clearly one thing that's easy identifiable yeah. love notes is very identifiable identifiable but what on earth is the sway i love this way this sway is actually my favorite mm. section of the book because it's it's the gray i think when you're reading online and when you you listen to interviews some people try to make relationships black and white but it's very much gray it's not like I said, a one size fits all kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So the sway is my favorite because you can kind of see someone going from being the the villain mm -hmm. to trying to do better, but in the process still making mistakes along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, and and, okay. so, and still breaking a lot of hearts and and in, in the process of but not doing it deliberately. Not doing it deliberately. Like there's a piece called karma, and sometimes you don't know what you've been doing to other people until you receive the same energy and you're like wait a minute i don't like how that feels yeah. i can't believe i let someone i allowed someone to feel that way mm -hmm. interacting with them or, or behaving and so and so the sway is the journey that most of us are just on mm -hmm. to get to the point of maturity to finding love and loving ourselves in the process i've been swaying for forever <laughs> <laughs> But, it's my favorite part. It's my like some of my favorite pieces are are in that section because it's real. It's it's the it's, most it's the most relatable part of the it's book. The, it's because it's just it's reality. Like mm -hmm. stop trying to act. We need to get out of this habit or just start this. Social media is a, is a huge culprit mm -hmm. of all of this because everyone's highlight reels are on display always, and so we keep seeing their highlights and think and normalizing it, mm -hmm. and people are feeling insecure. Because they're not achieving the same greatness of someone's highlight reel right. that they deem normal, and right. so and we do that with relationships too, mm -hmm. right? A lot of relationship experts, but we're not really talking about what happens when I'm in the same bed with you and I just don't feel like talking. Yeah. What happens when 
I love you, but I'm not in love with you. What do we do then? What happens when someone cheats on you? You have a choice. Does mm-hmm. that mean that we still can't work? Like that's what that's why I like this the um that's that section of the book. You, you you actually made a good point. You said what happens when I love you and I know and I'm no longer in love with you. <sighs> so um I was listening to a podcast the other day. Shout out to Tahoe and Dodge and Trom from on the So Shameless podcast. And they had like a couples therapist on there. And he said that um, that honeymoon phase, like that infatuation and like that lust, that could last for about one to three years. You know, he says what really after like that third one to three years obviously done. Now it's that's when the real starts. You know what I mean? I feel like one mistake that not only I can't, I got to speak for myself. One mistake that we all make a lot in general is we tend to like make love decisions off of the honeymoon phase. You know, it's like we take that honeymoon phase and we think like this is what it's going to be for the rest of life. You know what I mean? Like I'm only seeing the good parts of you. I'm all like, you know, oh, you're an author or oh, you're a poet or you have a good job, or you wear nice suits, or you make me laugh, or you have a podcast, or you know, whatever, or sex, or whatever it is. We look at the the shiny parts, you know, and we kind of tend to try to maneuver off of that. But what about like the foundation? You know what I mean? Like what about me on a regular ass Monday? Like today I was in, I had a really bad day today. How are you gonna react to me when I have a bad day? You know, when I'm not the podcaster, or I'm not the nigga making the post or you're not the poet or the author. These are the things that really determine how long and how far or how solid our relationship really is. And a lot of people don't really I feel like we don't a lot of people don't like we tend to how can I phrase this? We tend to not like the people we love. That makes sense. Like you ever like a like somebody like you like I love you I've known you for forever so you know like I can't really picture my life without you you cook you take out the garbage or whatever but I don't like you. You wanna hear something crazy? You wanna hear a bar? Let me hear a bar. Let me hear something. Let me hear something. Let me hear something. Let me hear something. First of all, King Loon the poet. <laughs> I'm not a poet, bro. Listen, God, listen, God, stop listen. saying that, sir. Yo, let me tell you. First of all, black man. Like, <laughs> What's going? Like, talk like, to like, me. Like, that's serious. Like we don't use that word can. Yeah. Right? We we embrace we embrace. We embrace our power. Mm-hmm. And as another man looking at you and listening to you, mm-hmm. and there's another gentleman in the room mm-hmm. that is probably shaking his head every Because <laughs> you're, you're, and, and uh, that conversation you guys are going to have outside of this room mm-hmm. is going to be a different kind of conversation, I promise you. Yeah, it might be. Listen, you're, you know it. It's there. It's been cultivated and groomed, bro. Like what yeah. you're saying, I would follow you and like your post. I fuck so, with that. I fuck with that, OD. No, so, like, don't, don't, I fuck with no, that. Don't discount it. Don't I fuck it. with that. That's Maybe also what my spirit lady told me to also stop doing that, too, to be honest. <laughs> she said, you gotta stop. She said, don't talk about yourself in a negative light. Never again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, but it's interesting when you talk about the like and love because this is actually something that my mother told me after that breakup. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she said, the reason why she said, People think that love is more important important than like when it's actually the opposite. It is. She said marriage is a war and you will lose more battles than you will win. Damn. And she told me, she said, the reason why 
your father and I work is because I like him, I believe she said it, like, I like him more than I love him. And we do things that we just like to do together. Mm-hmm. She said, because anyone can come in and break up love. But when you genuinely like a person, there are things that you will do to your lover that you'll never do to your best friend. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Yo, that's a bad funny you say that, son. <laughs> because I always say, as people, we tend like we tend to treat the people we like better than the people we love. Seriously. Yeah, because we always do. The thing about it, we will stay in relationships because with love, there's a responsibility. Yeah. But the reason why you don't even want to be there is because you don't like the person as much anymore. It's also a convenience as well. It depends. You know, it depends on how you view life, though. Yeah. Some people just live their life very safe. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all about safety net. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, to me, the fact that you have a podcast Mm -hmm. shows that you see outside the norm. It's not just about having what society wants us to do. It's not about Mm -hmm. being... Oh, ham on a hamster wheel in the rat race or whatever. Correct. You know? But um, some people are just naturally convenient. But you have to also identify that when you're choosing a partner. Now you're right. You know? One hundred and five percent correct. But yeah, man, there's like there's nothing wrong with it. It just might not. Think about it. It's just it's not that there's something wrong with it. It just might not be the right thing for you. But you know what else it is too. What I feel. What I feel the real problem is. I feel a lot of people are obli- oblivious to these kind of teachings. Like, I don't feel people really know what love is or what it's about. I don't feel people really have, like, a good definition of what a healthy relationship looks like. Like, even with me, these things that I'm telling you, I were, if you, uh, like, maybe, like, <clears throat> maybe, like, five, like, 2017, I was oblivious to all of that shit. You ask me what a healthy relationship was back then to now, the answers are two totally different answers. And these are, I, I had to put in a lot of work. Like, I put in... I put in a lot of fucking work to get where the fuck I am. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, like you see, like you gave me all this high praise and I'm, I fuck with it, but people don't know how much I was on the other end of the spectrum. Like I was literally about to be a goner. People do not know that. It's only by the grace of God and his book that I'm even at where I'm at today. You feel me? And I can see how most people could get to that point of no return and not return. Like I'm a miracle nigga. I got to the point of no return and I returned. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the one thing that I try to do, especially when it comes to like relationships and love and shit like that, I try to put these teachings into the atmosphere because I know how oblivious people are. Like, it's not that you're doing the wrong thing. You just don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, you have no idea what the world is right now. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. You don't. And that's what, see, but, so, you know, like, you, you've been chosen. To me, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> he said, you've like, been chosen. Like, I'm fucking like, dead. You gotta, like, you've been, you've been with, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yeah. Because one thing, a con- I, I'll never forget a reader, she said, you know what you're doing? You're you're lifting wounded soldiers. Mm, I fuck right? with that. You're lifting wounded soldiers. She's like, that's what your page does. Yeah. It lifts wounded soldiers. Word. So for me, hearing what you just said right just now you know right Mm -hmm. and if you're holding all that stuff you put the work in it's Mm -hmm. because you are built different and you're supposed to lead a different kind of army that's what the spiritual advisor told me (laughs) yo that's what yo on this bracelet that's what she told me bro i put that on this bracelet that's what she told me so maybe i'm just a reminder yeah like maybe if honestly 
if he would have had that first podcast interview when you wanted to have it, this wouldn't have been a conversation or a talking piece because I wasn't even there yet. Neither was I. <laughs> right? I just seen this lady on Friday. <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing happens by accident. Yeah. But all that to say is like I'm hearing you speak. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you may realize how many people are taking heed to your word. And so this is, I, I'm, I'm, and I follow your page. Yeah. I've been following your page for a while. This is definitely a different layer than your page shows. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I be trying to tell people, man. Nah, all jokes aside. So a lot. Like the thing about you don't gotta, that's the thing about yeah. it. And every t- like when you mm-hmm. you don't gotta tell, man. Just you yeah. just gotta show. That's it. Like don't tell. Just exhibit and display mm-hmm. the behaviors, man. And you'd be surprised how many worlds you're changing. Like you'd be surprised how many people are on the edge that you will pull off from the edge just by just by what you shared today, bro. Nah, yeah. Oh, I hope you're right, man. I honestly man, hope you're right. I didn't right. mean to point this back towards you, but nah, it's I, cool. Like, 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 I, it's something is telling me to share that with you. And I'm nah, I, I fuck with it, man. I honestly fuck with it. It's funny that you say that, though, because um, a lot of people, <clears throat> they look at my page and they be like, yo, you was a wild motherfucker. <laughs> but you know what it is? Honestly and truly, I've always kind of like, um, like, I've, there's no, like, you, you back in the day, man, you know, like, you from, you from Brooklyn? Yeah. All right. So, you know, Brooklyn back in the day, it wasn't exactly like an easy place. And I tell people all the time, man, like, you know, I'm I'm extremely dark, as you can see. Growing up, being like this dark was very difficult, you know? So um, originally, that shit fucked with me a lot. Like, I will never forget. I, I used to die like, y'all want to be light skin or brown skin so bad. But you couldn't do it, so I had to get thick skin. So I started, like, to um, develop a sense of humor. It's not just, like, as a defense mechanism for when, you know, niggas or somebody try to come at me, but it also became, like, an escape from my depressing reality. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, like I make a joke out of every fucking thing. Like everything to me is fucking funny. Even sometimes shit that shouldn't be funny. But um, what happened was, is, you know, I post a lot of funny shit. Like sometimes it could come off a tad bit ignorant, but for the most part it's funny. And then one day a, a young lady wrote to me on Facebook and she said that um, I was depressed for like the last, I think three weeks or two weeks. And I came to your page every day for a laugh and it put me in a better mood every single day. So um, comedy is also a form of therapy. So yeah, you know, it might be wild. It doesn't always display my spiritual intellect, but it is in a way a spiritual enhancement. People come to my page and they leave feeling better than when they got there. You know what I'm saying? So that's really like what the point of like my post. Like sometimes the shit do be, you know, it's funny. It's funny shit. So like a lot of people look at, you know, what? I be seeing yourself, I'm like, yes, he's getting it. Then I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 nigga said one step forward, seven steps backwards. Look at this moonwalking ass nigga. I'm dead. But you know, but that is, that's the absolute truth. And that's, yeah. that also is the power of social media. Facts. Because you press a button, you press send, mm-hmm. and you're touching someone in Australia, you're touching someone in South Africa, yeah. in Ghana, and France, yeah. at a push of a button. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, if you know exactly what your purpose and your identity is, keep moving with that, bro. Nah, yeah, that's a fact. But I, don't withhold that other stuff that you've been sharing on this podcast. It's out in the world now. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to work on getting everything situated and put it out to the atmosphere. I'm I'm working on it. I just gotta make sure I'm a I'm a perfectionist and a procrastinator at the same time. 
So I gotta make sure that it's right. It gotta be the right situation. My spiritual advisor told me I got. She told me I got a lazy spirit too. I ain't gonna hold you. Singles, singles, man. Because like, I tell people, oftentimes what holds us back is that we always want to hit home runs. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the single is just as good as the home run. Yeah. Like, so it's never gonna be like even with my podcast. Like, so for me, Mm -hmm. growing up, like I don't like I don't like the sound of my voice. Period. (laughs) Don't like the sound of my voice. If I had your voice, I'd be doing. I would be doing another idea, like these lullabies at nighttime. You know. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, we could we we could work on that collab if you want, though. (laughs) We could work on that collab, man. Just let me know. (laughs) But so, but what I the reason why I even started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Was fuck the home run, go for the single, mm-hmm. and because for, progress, forward progress is always progress. Whether you're running, crawling, or walking, progress is progress. Oatmeal better than no meal, right? No risk it, no biscuit. That's oh, bar, that's some bar. Can we can we get some figures now? That's some bars for these niggas. No risk it, no <laughs> you know, yeah. and so you know, like the perfectionist in us also keeps us stagnant. Yeah. And sometimes you just gotta really just throw your. It's never gonna be perfect. And as you grow, mm-hmm. and you see, you know their levels, and you start seeing things from different vantage points, you're like, I can't even believe I was hitting them with that, and I yeah. thought it was good at the moment. Yep. Word. And so like, don't wait for perfection because people are trying to relate to you at this moment. Yeah. And as you grow, you're gonna be you be you're gonna be pulling and lifting wounded soldiers, and they're you're gonna be helping them grow in the process. In the process. Yeah, man. We could hopefully we could all grow together. You know? That's well, you know what I mean. Like we here to to be islands, man. Yeah, we're not we're not here to do that. I gotta I gotta put you on the spot now. You gotta give me four songs, two songs that describe the best love has ever made you feel, two songs to describe the worst love has ever made you feel. This is terrible. This is a terrible nope. question for me. One, because I I am good at messing up lyrics. All the oh time. shit! Um, I can, huh? I can I can name a couple though. Let's see. Go ahead. Alicia Keys. Why do I feel so sad? Oh my god! Well, shit. Does it get <laughs> more fucking self-explanatory than that? Well, I'm saying I'm a writer, so sometimes you have yeah. some dark places. So that's my worst, worst it can get. So Alicia Keys. Why do I feel so sad? What else do I listen to when I'm sad? I listen to all types of stuff. I listen to everything from fucking Ed Sheeran to Popcorn and Oh, now shout outs to Popcorn. <laughs> you know I mean? like, it it really just depends, man. Um, I don't even know if I can name those four songs, man. I can probably text it to you. Please, I, I can text it to you. I would, I would really like it's just whatever whatever the mood hits, man. So, the song for me. The two songs that describe the best love has ever made me feel. My favorite song of all times is Glenn Jones' Show Me. That's one song that describes how I feel when I'm at the peak of love. Another song will probably be from my favorite female singer of all times. If you know me, you know how I, how I don't play with Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole is by far, I love me some Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole, You Complete Me will be the second song that describes how I feel when love is at its peak. The worst? Uh huh. The worst? Uh, damn, son. Probably The Dream, Love Versus Money. That, that, that was a good one. That could describe it. 
And then I will probably have to go with shit. I don't know. I don't like to be heartbroken too often. <laughs> Maybe um <laughs> shit. I honestly don't know. Really don't know. I have two songs. Let me hear something. Let me hear something. And I'm old, so like whatever. But um, two songs that really come to mind. Same same group. Boys to men. Mm-hmm. When I think about love, on bends and knees, one. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's. I think I I'm I'm a systems person. Mm-hmm. So you like to love to venture forward. Mm-hmm. And I one of my also favorite ones is Water Runs Dry. Let's not wait till the water runs dry. Okay. So that to me is another one simply because it reminds me of that great space mm. of love. And let's not wait till it gets fucked up to do better. Yeah. And so that's why. So when I think about at its best, I don't really. Maybe that was it. Was it Kelly's? I hate you so much right now. That I hate you so much right now. That might be at my worst, but I think those two songs and. Those are the days of music videos. You know, oh, like, yeah, so, facts. You know, like, I think those two would be, if I was going to choose two love songs, mm-hmm. I think I would choose those. My other song that I would pick would probably be Neo, Go On Girl. Yo, Neo got me through my depression. Yo, Neo got me through a badass breakup. I feel like Neo don't get enough credit as being one of the kings of R&B. No funny shit. Yo, like, he's Neo has a song sick. called Time. I haven't heard that Yo, one. Listen, listen to Neo. I had that in my Nissan Maxima. Just Not the max. <laughs> just bump it. Just sit windows mad foggy with your hand just like this. <laughs> Neo's, Neo's, mm-hmm. album, Neo's album helped me a lot through a bad breakup. So you got to give the listeners two forms of advice. Give people mm-hmm. some advice on how to maneuver with love. Doesn't it could be any kind. It just doesn't be any any form of advice. Give people one. What what should you do to like? Let's say, uh, I guess to like extend love or to sustain a healthy love or whatever. And what should you do to maneuver or get over a heartbreak? Now remember, we have you know clearly males and females. So try to make it as universal as humanly possible. So one is maneuver, and the other one is to how to love. Well, how to give somebody some give somebody some advice? Give somebody some advice. Okay, how can I? I'm trying to word this properly. What would you tell a couple that's help that's happily in love right now? Give them some advice. Well, if they're happy in love, like if mm-hmm. it ain't broke, don't fix it. That would be mm-hmm. that would be the advice. If if it's someone that's single, mm-hmm. looking for love, my advice is always work. I have a saying: work on building you. Love will come when it's ready. Right. Okay. Because a lot of people are waiting for that attachment, well, like that completion, and that's not how it's supposed to go. Grow in yourself, because the more you love yourself, is the more that you can. The inpour, outpour. The more you Correct. love yourself, the more you can pour into other people. So that would be my advice for someone looking, looking for for love. Okay. Um, for someone looking to maneuver, I have a couple of pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. Right, because I think I have a lot, like a lot of people that have been shitted on. Always look like people are playing games. Love is a game. You got to do this to get this. Like it doesn't work like that. You're just in the wrong field. <laughs> you say you're just in the wrong field. I like that and, one. You know, 
and it's it's true. You know what I mean? Like there are mm. levels. There there are in fact levels, right? And the day you really understand and accept who you are and the level that you're at, you don't drop down for anyone. You know, like, and so when I say like maneuvering, just understand where you at, where you are, know what you want, and know what your red flags are. Okay. You know? And oh, I like that. Yeah, right? red flags. And, and like, like something that you said earlier, see the reality, not mm-hmm. what you want it to be. Okay. Right. And the thing about it, like, people keep oftentimes like when you hear about people talk about relationships, they like. He has to do this. She has to have this. Yeah. He has to blah, blah, blah. Like, the thing about it, just because I'm here doesn't mean I'm not on my way to being here. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Have, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like you don't, like... Like, I'm from Ikea. You ever seen something from Ikea come assembled? No, but I'm getting together, nigga. You're getting the together, fuck? but see, the thing about me, like, <laughs> there's certain things, there are only certain products I will buy from you. <laughs> I'm, not buying, I'm not buying the dress because I, I learned my lesson. He said, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going through this Dresser again. It's going to look good, but it's not going to last me. Ray Martin Flanagan, me, please. <laughs> exactly. But, and, but don't mm-hmm. feel guilty about knowing who you are, what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, because, and like, if you talk about maneuver, my best advice would get like, yo, watch who you let into your house. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if you know you're bringing XYZ to the table, and you're messing with a person that doesn't know how to use the knife and fork. You know, you're messing with a person. If you're a religious person and you're talking to someone that doesn't know how to say grace. Yeah. You know, like, like you need to know these things. Like, don't, don't jump into the Y pool when you're ready for an X pool. You know, like, know okay. what you want and stop wavering so much. And it's okay to have alone time. Okay, you know, cool. Like, I think a lot of people make rash decisions out of loneliness. Mm-hmm. And convenience, in the and and as opposed to like what is, you know, like what's presented in front of them. Okay, so now you got to give some heartbreak advice Mm -hmm. to that young male or female out there who's who's been heartbroken, and right now they probably feel hopeless. Yeah. See, now we can have another podcast on this. This is my (laughs) (laughs) wheelhouse. Just keep give him one, give him one bar, give him one bar. I give him one bar. One bar. If you can steal, if you can still feel, you can heal. Ooh, so, that's really a bar. <laughs> so even even mm-hmm. if you're hurting, at least you know your body's not numb to feel. Yeah. And even eventually the hurt subsides and it'll give way to something else. Okay. If you can still feel, you can deal. I know that could be like when you're going through heartbreak, you know, have that cloud that looms over your head. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do. The domino effect, it seems like everything is going wrong at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's all storms pass. And okay. I promise you, <clears throat> light, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you'll be a better person after it. All if right. you allow it to teach you what you need to learn. Okay, cool. I got I got a follow up. So Let's go. you said something that resonated with me. I just thought about it. You yeah. said I think you kind of were touching on the like the point of like pretty much to like not dispute your red flags, right? That's what you said, something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give some advice for some people that are in love, and I'm gonna go the opposite way. Um, I was speaking to a young lady yesterday, the day before, and she's really big on like reviews, like you know, restaurant reviews, hotel reviews, things like that. And I said, um, let me ask you a question: Have you ever left a Yelp review before? 
And she said, yes, you know, the service was dissatisfactory and it's that and the third, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, okay, cool. So then we started talking and I said, give me your best restaurant experience. And she got into it and we were speaking about it. I said, did you leave them a Yelp review? She goes, no. I go, do you ever really see any good Yelp reviews? She goes, no, not really. And I was like, why is that? Like, why is it that we're so quick to give negative feedback, but we just sleep over the positive feedback? So my advice to people that are in love or people that are in a happy relationship is when you're when you're a person of interest, whatever you're doing, when they do something that's good or if they do something positive, please make sure that you uh, you bring that up to them. Like, yo, you know what? Yo, that was lit. Or I like the fact you did this. Make sure you give them that reassurance. Like, yo, like you did something good. Let me give you your flowers. Like, yo, thank you. Or you did this, that, and the third. So now in retaliation, if you have to check them or if you have to tell them about themselves or something that's probably not so good, they can take that and eat it because they know it's coming from a good place. You you take criticism better from people who give you good criticism. You know what I mean? At least that's how yeah. I look at it. So Bro, my, I have a saying, I, my personal mantra, one of my personal mantras, mm -hmm. don't critique me if you never um, chair, um, don't critique me if you never cheerlead it for me or something like that. Yeah. Like, like, a lot of people can can extend criticism. Mm -hmm. Wait, hey, if you uh, no, don't critique me if you never applauded me. That's what it is. Sorry. Oh, I mean, oh I, yo, I, yo, I'm I, stealing I, that. I am stealing I've been, that. I've been drinking whiskey while you. Nah, I'm 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 doing that. I'm and stealing that. Like, and with me too, like I'll I'll hear it, but I I I really have a deeper a deeper understand. I, I will approach it on a on a more deeper level from mm. people that have also applauded me. Correct. Like if you're only here to offer me offer me criticism, I I don't really want that. Because mm -hmm. I also because the thing about it, like for example, your podcast or whenever you're doing something creative, it's a very lonely role. And I needed you then too. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Because people think because you're doing it, you're you're comfortable doing it. It's sometimes like for me, even with with, with the Instagram page or my social media Every post, there's still a little bit nerves behind it. Yeah, you know, like because you're vulnerable. Yeah, and so I, if you weren't there to help bolster me up, like I'm gonna be very wary of your criticism too. Yeah, you know? so, as you should. You, you know, need to do both. Yeah, you need to do both. But um, to a person that's single and um maybe looking, um, to be honest, I can't give any advice that you didn't. Just, I would have said the same shit. You feel me? Like, work on you and love will come. You know, I'm going to leave that at that. To the person who is heartbroken and is probably out there feeling hopeless, all that I will say is, I'm going to say a couple things. For one, you will love again. That's one. It's not the end of the world. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, um, damn, I just lost my trace of thought. Um, oh, yeah, nothing, not, nothing really lasts forever. You know, good things don't necessarily last forever, but the flip side is bad things don't necessarily last forever. A bad moment isn't a bad day, and a bad day isn't equivalent to a bad life. Try not to take it so per... I'm, it's easier said than done, but try not to drown yourself in that misery. You know what I mean? And also just try to find an outlet. Like, I find me personally that um, when I was heartbroken, my creativity was through the fucking roof. You know, like, that shit just motivated the shit out of me, bro. Like... When I got heartbroken the first time, back in like what when I was like 19, 20, but I went to the gym and lost like 30 pounds in like three weeks. I was drinking mad water. I was looking like an African <laughs> god, <laughs> smelling like fucking roses. Like that shit put me in my bag. Like 
I can't leave them out to taste, but get out your feelings and get in your bag. Yeah. You feel me? Like, really, don't drown in that shit. Go out. If you got home, if you got, if you're in school, yo, drown yourself in them books. Go to the gym. You feel me? Start eating fucking apples and shit. Drink water. Like, don't allow, like, use that as fuel. Like, yo, niggas really doubted me. Like, niggas, like, use that shit as fuel. Like, it's energy. It's all, it's always based on how you use it. You got that dark energy. You can either sulk in it and embrace it or use that shit to fuel you. You feel me? Wake up first thing in the morning and just get what the fuck you got to get done. Like, you know, like get in your bag. Real shit. But, um, but yeah, man, I think that's, that, that, that about wraps up this episode, man. This was a very, very deep episode. I think they're really, really going to like this yet, one. Man. You just barred right now. We're not going to let He said you just barred. <laughs> I can't see the other person, but he agrees, right? He's not even in the room. He left me by myself. Oh, it's all good, but he's going to agree later on, man. Like, yeah. Yo, like, we... And that's that's for anything. I think we don't really understand how much power we have and how much control over our lives we have. And mm -hmm. my new thing I tell people all the time, man, there's yo, there's God in you. You got part God in you. So there's magic you have even their magic magic in you you haven't even unleashed yet. Man. You just gotta so, tap into it. Like, like yeah, I'm just piggybacking off of you poet. Loon the poet. <laughs> he said loon the poet. <laughs> <laughs> great, oh great, man. man. Nah, this, real this, shit. This was a this was a really good podcast. Man. Yeah, man, I tried, man. I really I enjoyed. I really enjoyed this. This went even better than what I was expecting to go. I didn't even look at. I had this shit outlined in my phone. I didn't even use the fucking outline. <laughs> I said, "Yo, fuck this. I got this." Like, yo, no, yo, coach, no plays. We running the. I, give me the ball and let me do what I do. I got this. I got this. But yeah, man. Like, listen, and I, and I think this was. I think this is gonna be good for the world. But I think mm -hmm. this is just gonna be. This is gonna be good for us, man. Mm -hmm. Yo, and to the world, to the audience, even though we're doing this virtually, mm -hmm. um, bro, I think you and I are gonna relate on a deeper level. Of course. We'll meet up one day and grab a drink. Of course. Over, of course, man. Like, man. I'm here for. I'm outside. Poet, yeah, yo, I'm not. Yo, fuck it. I'm a poet. Yo, I'm a poet now. If fuck you it. Want, if you want, if you want Loon to post more poetry, some real stuff. His new, his, his new page. Bro, you know what's funny? It's funny you say that. My follow, I did a poll the other day, and a lot of people want me to start a page just for my post. I think I'm gonna do that sometime this week. I'm just too. I gotta fucking create a new account, but I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm honestly, I'm really gonna get into my bag. I, all jokes aside, I gotta stop playing with what the fuck I got going on. Seriously it's speaking, there, but listen, it's gonna happen in time. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's there and it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. But don't don't do what you were doing, and I think. And I'm the same way. And that's the only reason I can recognize it because I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. I sometimes dilute my strengths. Hell yeah. And my gifts. Because I, it's um, imposter syndrome where you kind of normalize it and think everyone can do this. Or yeah. I should even think like that. Exactly. Like, you you receive that gift and you have that spirit and you have that word mm -hmm. for a reason. I just want you to yield that power correctly, bro. Yeah. I want to see you. I want to see you win, bro. I want to see you win. Nah, we're gonna make this work, man. And also, I feel um the reason why I really like this because um I tell people a lot of time, a lot of the time, like um when we were like I can't really speak. It's, it's, it was probably worse for you because you're older than me. But when we were kids growing up, man, we didn't have any examples on on how to like display our emotions or how to articulate how we feel. Like it's you fall off your bike, you stop crying, get back on your bike, bitch. You know what I mean? Like we didn't really have any space for any kind of like emotional maneuvering. You know what I mean? And it fucked a lot of us are walking out here fucked up because based based on how we were brought up, we had no chance. A lot of us, you feel me? like if you were doomed from the yeah. start, did you really have a chance? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like me, you know, me and you, we were probably one of the 
selected few people that escaped out of that realm that we were in. And I, I feel like, um, especially a person like me, like I tell people all the time, like, don't let the podcast fool you, don't let the Instagram fool you. I'm just a, a nigga from East Flatbush. You feel me? So I feel a lot yeah. of people that look like me to hear how I speak and how I maneuver. And then um, I, 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 I guess I, I make other people who who look like me and who can relate to me feel okay with maneuvering how I maneuver. Like, you can't express yourself. You can't talk. Say how you feel. You know, you're, it doesn't it doesn't dilute your masculinity. You're still a man at the end of the day, but you're a human first. You feel me? So pretty much that's really much what I really try to, like, engrave into my young kings. Like, yo, bro, yeah, you know, you're a man, but you're a human first. You have feelings. You know? Yeah, and it's, I, I it's try okay. To, I try to, I try to like, drill that into everyone. Like, yeah, man. Just, own, just, just be confident. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because I think with vulnerability, we get a little bit scared because yeah. we're, we're at risk. But no, like know who you are before you walk into the room. Yeah, that like ass. You, you, like when you know who you are before you walk in the room, once you step on stage and the spotlight hits hits you, mm-hmm. you don't waver. You don't change. Because you at the end of the day, you're going to still be the same person that you were, you know, with room to grow and to be even better and to dive into a greater, greater um, being or great greater self. So mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely, it's definitely there and that's definitely possible. One last thing that I also want to add in, this is actually yeah, going to this is actually going to change the direction of this podcast a little bit, but it's just so important, it's essential for my people to um, understand this. I want people to really honestly and truly understand the power of manifestation. Um your mind and your mouth are like weapons to the universe. You feel me? They can either work in your favor or be your biggest enemy. Please be careful with how you not just view yourself, but view your life and what you say. Please be very careful and monitor what you say. Like me personally, I try my best to do nothing. As of this moment, I try my best but to do anything but to speak of myself in the highest of the highest light and everybody else around me in the highest light. I try my best to think nothing but absolute positive thoughts. And I'm not going to lie, my life has been a blessing for ever since I really started to engrave this into my everyday life. Yeah, I have a couple moments here and there, but my life has been beautiful ever since I adopted this notion. Please, man, your your life is nothing more but a reflection of what you think. You feel me? It's really like that's I need that's really what it is. It's nothing more of a reflection of how you choose to consume it. So if you consume that shit in a positive way, you ever you ever sat down and thought yourself into a bad mood? Like, if you ever sat, like, you woke up, nothing fucking happened. It's Thursday, it's sunny outside. You probably thought about that one time, there's a girl, so she didn't like your shoes. And now you just sit on the bed like, this fucking bitch. And now you have a horrible ass day. You manifested this podcast because I. It's that you manifested this podcast. I'm being serious with you too because. So, my struggle, and you wouldn't you would even know this. Yeah. Is I, I'm working on figuring out my identity as a writer. Oh, and okay. so it's the reason why I haven't done, um, I haven't been the moderator for Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why I haven't posted certain things. Like I'm literally, I don't want to be the love guy. I'm working on my identity. Okay, so I get it. I was actually I shutting stuff down. What? Like literally, I, I don't want to be a guest. I'm doing my own thing. But you're the only one I was like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I I made I, you know I made a promise, yeah. but my spirit I like I have to, I have to do this. So when you talk about manifestation, I'm telling you, everything in me was telling me not to do podcast. I don't yeah. want to do pod. I really don't want to be a guest on anyone's podcast. Yeah, to be honest, not right now. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Except yours, like I, I. Nah, yo, I, I, I appreciate that, my brother. I <laughs> so, honestly appreciate that shit for real. So it, like, I appreciate that. Manifestation. Mm -hmm. You manifest, I think, this even taking place. You know, because, mm -hmm. and this was actually a really rough week for me. A word. Too, for many other reasons. Yeah. But um, I was like, Thursday's the only slot, and I was like, if it can't happen this Thursday, I can't do it. You know, like yeah. whatever. And it was able to happen, mm -hmm. but I am telling you, you manifested it. And I was having a, a conversation with my cousin last week about manifestation, just to piggyback off what you said, mm -hmm. because it's something I need to work on. Because you're apps, once again, you nailed it. Like to those that are listening, remember that manifestation is not just words. Mm -hmm. Because if you throw stuff out to the universe for it to hear you, but you don't believe that you're deserving of it. You're not gonna manifest it, mm -hmm. and I fall victim of that. Mm -hmm. Allow this door to open, but then I'm scared to walk through that door. Yeah, and so start envisioning <clears throat> those that are new to manifestation. Absolutely correct. You, the you know, the universe is always listening, mm -hmm. but also know that you are deserving of the greatness that has been patiently waiting for you. You know, now that you say it, I'm gonna share something with you, right? My spiritual advisor, um, one thing that she told me was, she said, you are your own problem. She said, you're focused so much on the things that didn't go right, all the disappointments, all the heartbreaks, all the negative parts of your past. She said, if you have 100% of energy, you're giving 85% to your past and what do you really have left to give to your present and your future. So I have, I have 7% to give to my fucking present and maybe another seven percent give to the future that's bullshit you know what i mean she says you have to forget reprogram and reset i said yo you know what's funny i honestly was petrified to come see her because i thought she was going to tell me a whole bunch of like you're going to fucking die on a roller coaster tomorrow yeah you know what i'm saying but i said you know what let me be a fucking man i grabbed my balls and i walked in and i told her that. i said yo i'm not gonna lie i thought she was gonna have a shit she didn't say not one bad thing to me she said, you want to know what happened she goes yo Let's say you had nine bad things and one good thing. I'm going to start off with that one good thing and give you nine other good things. You know what I'm saying? It's really all about how you choose to consume shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's really and honestly and truly what it's all about. Like, I have my moments. You know, today was a rough day for me. But I say, I take a deep breath. Yo, a bad day, a bad moment doesn't mean a bad day. Yeah. And a bad day isn't a bad life. Okay, I had a one bump. The rest of this journey is going to be smooth sailing. And it was because of that, because I was so focused on my past and all the things that I've done wrong, because I ain't, I ain't no saint either. All the people I've done wrong, all the mistakes that I made, same, same. all the things that didn't work. I'm like, damn, maybe this is just my fucking destiny to just be a fucking big ball of failure. And I wasn't able to receive the blessings that I have for me because I'm still focused on the blessings that I didn't have. You know what yeah. I mean? But now that I was yeah. finally able to cut that shit off, nigga, my life has been beautiful. Let you me feel me? You, like, I, beautiful. I, 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 it's interesting. I'm talk about this more on your podcast than my podcast. I've been giving them little, little, little teasers, but um, it's one. It's the same thing. It's the guilt, mm -hmm. right? It's just like because I did bad, doesn't mean I'm a bad person. You know what I'm saying? Like you're destined for way more. Like, and I think a lot of people we we can do a hundred good things, a hundred good deeds, but we make two mistakes and we'll focus on the two mistakes. Yeah. But the universe has paid attention to the other. 100. 98. Mm -hmm. 
not, not well, even a hundred. Yeah, a hundred words. That's the thing. Like, yeah, it's paid attention to the hundred. Yeah. And so when I did my spiritual reading, mm-hmm. they read me on the hundred. Oh, okay. And told me not to dwell on the two on the mistakes. You know, because mm-hmm. I started because I'm in a I'm, I'm in a you know I'm in a position of authority now. Yeah. You know, like, where I have you know I have a platform, and I can help people but also kind of help shape that mindset and you also like kevin hart so you marketable <laughs> you look just like kevin hart <laughs> oh man and every time when i would speak to them they'd be like you know you look like kevin hart so yo you look just like kevin hart grew his hair i grew my facial hair oh oh kevin hart follow you now <laughs> oh, kevin oh, Hart's a lot better than me yeah on no. picture, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, oh what, yeah, anyway, yeah. On picture. But you know, I mean, like, listen. I know greatness is that is is uh, is on route for of all of us. And I think what's so really dope about moments like this, and I'm really thankful to be a guest on your podcast right now, mm-hmm. is that I'd rather meet you at this level than up there. Yeah. And so when I see you up there, yeah. you're not gonna have a different conversation. Exactly. Exactly. And so, but I'm gonna need you to be consistent. I'm here. You not to dilute your greatness and to those that are listening also you know like when someone interviews you and they say wouldn't tell me your five flaws you can rapid fire spit that out yeah. but if i ask you tell me your five skills you, you hesitate, hesitate. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna need you to start focusing on your five skills because your flaws are not a part of you correct it's not a god-given gift you know what i mean like so like when you talk about motivation and inspiration that's what we need to make sure we instill in people Focus on your magic because we are the majority of us. I'm not gonna say all of us because I'm being realist, like you said. You know, some people are here to do evil, but a lot of us are here to do magic. So let's yeah. focus on making magic. Yeah, man. Yo, I fuck with that. Like you said, yo, green. I'm gonna I'm put it like this: green flags over red flags. You green know, green flags over red flags, and no one to wave the white flag. Oh, that was a bar. Can we get some figures for that one? That was a fucking bar. <laughs> Fuck with that one. Nah, it's the whiskey got you over there, got your creative juices flowing. Yeah, oh, man. That's how it is, man. And I'm probably going to do some writing later on. Uh, yo, listen, man. Write off. Yo, yo, make sure. Yo, when, when, when this next piece becomes a novel, make sure I, I get my little cameo when they're like, I was talking to this nigga Loon. Nigga, y'all got to check this nigga out. He got some bars for y'all niggas. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, man. Yeah, let man. the people know where they can find you on all social media platforms, man. Listen on all social media on all social media platforms. That's the whiskey kicking it right oh, now. But man. hey, I'm here to be real. Yeah, you know, like that's it. Social media, you can find me at Right His Wrongs. W R I T E H I S Wrongs. W R O N G S. Right His Wrongs. All social media platforms. If you want to support my podcast, Crooked Halo Crew podcast, it's a really cool podcast. It's like. For blessed sinners, like that's the name of my last. I'll episode. be there soon. Don't worry, y'all. I'm coming. I'm gonna be there soon. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have you there, and I think you're gonna have a deeper spiritual. I'm gonna need some whiskey on on that platform and whiskey. <laughs> I like good whiskey too. So get ready. I just started um, drinking again, so I'm I'm taking it easy. I'm with the wine right now. Now take your time. I was doing wine early this year, but now I'm back to whiskey. But anyway, levels. <laughs> yeah. right? Levels. Um, and if you want to support, I have really inspirational clothing. Oh, okay. So, Follow Jay Wesley Collection on Instagram. Really dope, inspirational clothing mm-hmm. that looks good. And I am, uh, I'm very particular about quality. Yeah. So, and I want you to get your money's worth. So you can find me on those platforms. Cool. All right, man. Listen, 
And that concludes this. That concludes this week's episode of the freaking Frack Show, man. Listen, I'm your boy King Loon the First, aka Frack. And yeah, this was this was it. I feel this might have been one of my favorite episodes. I'm not even joking. This is one of my favorite episodes. This is actually one of my favorite podcasts that I've done. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. You know, sorry. Mm Frick wasn't. Frick wasn't. Yeah, he out there fricking um, around. It's cool. I see. It's cool. I see him. I, I know you said you were frickless, but um. <laughs> nah, but I think this was. I think this was a really dope. Nah, this was it. I've been really, really gonna like this one. Listen, y'all. So be sure to um, follow us on all social media platforms at Frickin' Frack NYC on Twitter, on Instagram. Please make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube. Also, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. We need five stars. Leave some comments. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you like and don't like. Do not be afraid. This is reporting to you live from the Cast Sound Lab. Fuck preach. And um, yeah, and it's a wrap. Yeah, that's it. That's what's up, man. Yo, Wes, yo, I appreciate you so much, my brother. You have man. no idea, son. Listen, like you I have think no this idea. is, I think this is the foundation for more, man. Like mm-hmm. I loved a lot that you were saying. Yeah, we're definitely gonna connect, man. Definitely, definitely. bro. Listen, I need it. Whenever you record, man, let me know. I'm pulling up, bro. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. Let I, me know. 